What's going on, everybody? It's football today. Um, yeah, um, I'm back doing some recording since we're all quarantined out here in LA, sort of on a lockdown, sort of not. Hope everyone's doing great. Um, we're kind of in a, you know, a situation I guess most of us have never been in. So we're kind of finding ourselves within this time to, you know, maybe have new hobbies or start new habits, rituals, whatever you want to call them. But um, I want to stick with the theme with the coronavirus, but bring football into this. Um, you know, it's, it's been weird. It's like uh, the summer has arrived and, you know, players are out on holiday and now the season's done. Uh, all the leagues are done. Um, you know, the Champions League, the Europa League, all done. That's what it feels like. But it's not. We are, you know, days are going by, hours are going by, and no games are being played. Which, inevitably, you know, I came to the conclusion when I thought about, hey, there is days going by, hours going by, and no games being played. We, we physically, physically cannot. We physically, literally cannot bring back time. We can't even, you know, create more time to play these games. So I came to the conclusion and I said, look, some games are not going to be played. Some games might be played, uh, you know, with a strict uh, policy. If, let's say, for example, if there's a specific goal difference in the game, you you just shut the game off. It's done. Everybody go home. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. I just don't understand. It's never... No league, no person has ever experienced this. Um, so it's going to be tough. And it impacts so many things, so many things. You know, like, how are you going to finish the season? Um, you know, even even if, when that day comes, when, you know, health officials can say, it's healthy for, for the citizens to go out in public, there is still going to be some sort of feeling in the air and even in your households that you're not really sure you want to leave the house and go to a social gathering, to a football match, to an event, to a concert, to a birthday. Well, at least the sane and, you know, people that want to protect themselves and their loved ones wouldn't do that. I, I think when they deem it, you know, okay to play games, it will be different than deeming it that they can, you know, have football fans in the stadium. I think those two are, will be different time timelines. I think games will be played behind closed doors in the beginning and slowly fans will be brought in back. That's going to hurt. That's definitely going to hurt. All I know is that when this whole pandemic is done, there has to be games being played. And, you know, it's going to be unfair to teams that are fighting for league titles that are, you know, up there. Um, so probably Liverpool doesn't count. Liverpool doesn't care because, you know, they're out of every 
Cup competition and they have, they won the lead. They're over, what, 20 plus points. So for them, I don't think Liverpool should even possibly be playing, you know. Uh, obviously they will, but, you know, it makes no difference if they play or not. It only goes for the record books. But teams like, for example, Bayern, Leipzig, um, Dortmund, those are fighting for the leagues. And, you know, Bayern, for example, also in the Champions League in a 3-0 first leg against Chelsea. Where do we go from here? Do we play our second leg without any fans? Do we play the uh, quarterfinals without any fans behind closed doors? As they say in Germany, it's a ghost game. It's just weird. I don't know what they're going to do. And... You know, the troubling thing is some people are not taking it seriously. So I know the worst is yet to come. Or maybe it has passed. Hopefully I'm wrong and he has passed. But just from the news and seeing that people are still, you know, going to the beach, going to social events, going out, not taking it too seriously. And then there's other people that are just scared and just staying totally put. And I find myself in the middle of that, thinking to myself, I physically cannot be quarantined in my own house 24-7. It's physically not possible. I have to be, I have things to do. Uh, And there are essential things. So I have to be out. And there are other things where uh, I can forego. I can do it at home, possibly. So... I'm sort of stuck in the middle and I'm thinking about what's it like even in Europe where, for example, in Italy, where it's, you know, exponentially, exponentially worse. And at the end of the day, the fans suffer, you know, the clubs suffer, you know, the, uh, the revenue loss, the sponsors will not be paying money, possibly. Um, I believe uh, fans will suffer also because, you know, they will play some games uh, behind closed doors. Um, You know, and even you you can even see, you know, uh, there are players and even clubs, uh, you know, contributing to the coronavirus for victims and, you know, doctors and nurses and all the hospital um, staff members, you know, players will need to forego some wages also that's only fair you won't be playing all the games that you should be playing and there will be some money lost you know i think this will affect the transfer market which i will get into um in a bit but like i said i don't think all the games will be played i there's just no way physically there's not enough days there's not enough hours you took those days and hours left so if you think about it if if we do play all the games, right? Let's say the coronavirus is done. It's the, it's over, right? Let's say it ends in a month. But in a month's time, every, every, we're all good to go. And that's not even realistic. But let's just say in a month's time, right? Everything's gone, right? We have to make up almost two months of games as if we have two months. That means... We have to play through the summer, right? The Euros get ex- uh, get moved to 2021. The players get a short holiday, maybe maybe a week. Then they start preparation for the second half of the season, right? And the second half of the season is good to go. We're all on pace, on the schedule. But the players are j- 
just knackered. They have no rest. They didn't go on holiday. The teams didn't go on under the window. You didn't have players going in and out. You have to realize the players also have to come back and they have to do what? They won't be going to ICC games. They got to, you know, get their fitness back up. Yes, yes, some teams, some teams may have, you know, played games probably two weeks ago, so they're fine. But those players need to come back. Injuries will rise, you know, these players. And then you have to realize the season has to play out. And if teams that are going deep into competition competitions, they will be hurt, especially the players, because those same players will be going to the Euros or the South African competition or, you know, all the com- respective competitions of the continents. And you have the Olympics, too. This is not physically possible. Even when the players do come back to train, they will need two weeks of training to get back into match fitness then to start those games. That's what I'm saying. It is literally, it is physically impossible. It's impossible to play all the games. I don't know. There has to be some type of proposal. I've thought about it for an hour and I just couldn't, I couldn't get my head around how to do it because you have no time. It's like, imagine you have to do 24 hours of work in 12. How do you do that? Do you work twice as fast? You can't play twice the games in, in that time. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick and choose. You gotta have priorities. Like I said, possibly they may, may may set a goal difference, but I don't know. Some teams might already know that's a thing, so they might be you know agitated. They might go out and just go all out attacking. I don't know. I physically do not understand how to fix this problem. But I know for a fact that we won't be playing all the games. Now, some games, they might have no impact on both teams or on one team. And um, the most important is to find out which teams are getting regulated, which teams are promoting, which teams are fighting for the Champions League and the Europa League spots, which teams will in the league, and which teams are, you know, going through in the Champions League and Europa League stages. Those are big, 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 big questions. Those are money involved. And money's tight right now. Everybody, every club needs every single dime they can get. The one indirect thing that, you know, might be a positive, might be a negative, I don't know, for some teams, you know, every team is losing money. You know, the bigger your contracts, the more losses. So, for example, EPL squads, right? EPL teams. Let's take Manchester United, Liverpool, and Man City, and Chelsea, and Arsenal, the big, the big six, and Tottenham, I guess. Those teams are losing insane amount of money. Insane. So that team, like Manchester United, now wanting to go, you know, buy Jadon Sancho in the summer, you think that's still possible? Of course. You think it's less possible? I sure do. You think Manchester United after this are going to go to Borussia Dortmund and pay the 100 plus million? No way. Jaden Sancho might not leave. Erlen Holland will definitely not leave. He has just arrived. Kai Havertz might not leave. Kai Havertz doesn't leave, you know. Then he's on a one-year contract left. He can run out his contract if he wants to. But then those prices will drop. Those will affect Bayern Munich. 
it will affect the bigger teams more for sure. Yeah, as far as player transfers and player losses, but as far as revenue, Bayern Munich still have revenue. Bayern Munich still make money. Bayern Munich still have you know tons of money in the bank, in the reserve, in the war chest. But teams like, for example, Freiburg, Hoffenheim, those are gonna be tough. Well, Hoffenheim do have a uh, owner, in, but forget about that. That's not even important. The problem is just transfers are going to be just a mess. So then you you go back and you say, okay, transfer going to be a mess. But then you go back and on the timeline and say, well, we got to play these games. Okay. Then you got to think about player holidays. You got to think about the window, as I said. You got to think about next season. Then you got to think about the Euros. Then you got to think about the following season again. So imagine we got to finish these games, right? Start the new season. Then you end the new season. You have the Euros. Then you start the new season again. And then what do you happen? You have the World Cup. And then you start the new season again. These players are not getting a break. They're not. If you're a young player right now, it's great. You're just going to be playing minutes constantly. But if you're... You know, a veteran, boy, oh boy, those legs are going to be older than you are. So the players cannot just, you know, check these and crush these games out one by one like it's nothing. This ain't going to be Skittles. You ain't going to be eating these quickly. This is going to be like steak. You can't eat steak every day. You could try. You might die. These players will die if they play. All the games. It is physically not possible. So then that affects the transfer market. Players will take cuts. Transfer market will take a hit. Less money will be spent outgoing. That will impact, you know, money spent, money brought in. Some players might need to sell to figure out wages. They might promote some youth players. There will be contract extensions maybe when there were no plans of contract extensions. Maybe a player is on two years left, three years left. They're like, uh, we're thinking about selling him. But for sure, right now, we're going to extend it because in the foreseeable future, possibly in the next two to three years, we have to recoup the money that we had lost. And that the only way we could do that is not by um, bringing new arrivals in. So contract extensions for, you know, for the core of the team. And that's that's interesting for me because that impacts players like Manuel Neuer, David Alaba, uh, Thomas Muller. Those guys need to be extended. Robert Lewandowski did already extend. So, but those three, they need to be extended. And Byron still needs to, you know, have a conscious mind of, I still need to be ruthless in the market because I'm trying to, this is a pivotal time for Bayern Munich. Ronaldo's on the decline. He will be out soon. Messi's on the decline. Real Madrid's on the decline. Barcelona's on the decline. Liverpool have a chink in the armor. Manchester City are some team, apparently. Um, you know, a team cannot be pointing too hard and put on a pedestal when you have no Champions League pedigree. doesn't matter. You can, you can have 11 Ronaldos on your team. You got to win it to prove. So teams like Manchester City and um, PSG, they have no prestige, no heritage, no history, nothing. 
You can have all the money in the world, but you need to win. Once you start winning, then I will pay attention. But look at it. Juventus are cucking about with the transfers, bringing in players. They're going... Juventus work like... They go to the local, you know... I don't know what can they go to like the local homeless shelter and they're um they're well off but they go to the homeless shelter and pick up food these they go to whole foods every anywhere they can pick up cheap players they do it that's how Juventus work just look at it Ramsey for free Rabio for free Higuain um Berdineski Desquilio uh, Cancelo, oh, we don't like Cancelo oh, Take him out Then we got Danielo What the fuck is going on? These Juventus swaps, player, swaps players faster than a swingers couple For fuck's sakes Then you got teams like Barcelona paying God almighty Paying hundreds and hundreds of million dollars For players with nowhere near that price tag Griezmann is 28, 29 years old, and he's getting his transfers what, over 100, 100. I don't know what it was, but it was 100. You got Dembele that can't stay on the field. The only way he can stay on is the hospital. He's been at the hospital bed longer than a coronavirus victim will probably be. You know? Who else? Who, who else came in? Philip Coutinho. Oh, my God. Philip Coutinho went for, what, 145? The only thing he's done is he's seen a nice winter in Germany. For fuck's sakes. That's the best thing he's done. Leaving leaving Catalonia. He's going to be going back there though. It's like it's like the prison guard went and opened up the gates. Hey, you could go enjoy. Enjoy the, you know. Enjoy the bliss, bliss environment. But here's uh Here's the catch twenty two. You coming back to prison? That's what that's what has that's what's happening. Coutinho. They they even spent on Malcolm and he's in Russia. He's in Russia. How bad of a transfer does it have to be that a a, a player that was deemed you know potential doesn't have to be you know he's not the next Rivaldo but you know he has potential. He's not a bad player. He's not a prospect. He's not he's not some scrub. He's a good player. Only to end up in Russia. He didn't end up, let's say, in England or Germany or um, Ajax. He didn't end up in Italy. And he ended up in Russia. God almighty. So we know Juventus are not looking good. Real Madrid are looking like 2003 to, you know, 2008 Real Madrid. Barcelona looking like Barcelona of before um, before they were known as Barcelona. Like just Messi. When Messi retires, they know they are just fucked. They are more fucked than a porn porn star on a Friday night. For fuck's sakes. So this is this this is such a critical time, and it's it's even more critical because of the pandemic. Bayern Munich still needs to be ruthless with the balance. With the balance of, you know, humility. You still got to go after your players. You still got to sell Botan. You still got to sell Javi. You got to keep Alaba. You got to keep the core that won the treble. 
Alaba, Neuer, Muller. These are your experienced players. These are your players in the locker room. I guarantee you will not find one player, one player, any price range, that will do, be able to do what uh, Thomas Muller is doing. You will not find one player. Not even Ronaldo, not even Messi can do what he's doing. And you could take that to the bank. You need to extend those guys. Yes, it won't be end of the world, for example, if David Alba doesn't expand, uh, extend. But it will leave a sour taste on players. Um, the current players and the fans. Because it's just going to be a Tony Cruz situation. But possibly far worse. Because Tony Cruz left. Tony Cruz left. He, he didn't have his prime with us. David Alba had his prime with us. And for you to leave, it, it leaves even... Yeah, you just feel you just feel disgusted that we it's like your kid leaving and not giving you recognition of hey this is my parent but in soccer when in football when you leave it's like oh my god i i brought you up i cheered for you and all of a sudden you're done you're out you're jumping ship uh, even in a pandemic i don't know yeah i'm sure players want to go play in madrid barcelona you know, nice weather, lots of money. Yeah, of course. But your script isn't written like that. Your script, your script is written to stay in Bayern Munich. Just do not, do not make a mistake like Neymar. Neymar said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to do it for the money. I'm going to go to Paris. He didn't want it the hard way. He didn't want to play in Barcelona, the expectations. And guess what he did? He, he, has he had his prime yet? His prime was one here when they won. After that, he's been missing games for uh, his sister's birthday. And he's been, you know, fingering his sister or something. Oh, my God. I'm just like, is this is this news? Like I, was kidding, I was kidding on the fingering name, his sister. But that's it's pretty funny, you know. It's pretty funny. This guy misses Champions League games during his sister's birthday party. Like around that time, and you know, I'm sure nothing is going on, but the you know the football Twitter has taken that and spin that as this guy's doing his sister, and it's just funny because every time they get knocked out, they didn't this year because Dortmund is a bunch of bottlers. Speaking of bottles, let me get a drink of water. Ah, oh, that was good. So, this coronavirus is affecting everybody, but. People that are ruthless, people that are sometimes selfish, people that... I'm talking about football, but this is going to be applied to all life. People that have some empathy, people that have some... You know, you don't want to be an extreme of anything, but you want to have a little bit of everything. And that's what Bayern Munich needs to do. You need to be a little bit selfish, you need to be a little humility, a little bit, you know, naive, a little bit of everything. That way you could be successful. If you're just full-on selfish... You're not going to look good. If you're full on too nice, you're also going to get taken advantage of. You got to be right in the middle. Whether you skew a little left or right, that doesn't change much. But you got to have a little bit of everything. And Bayern Munich need to take that and, you know, summon their best of abilities and transfer market and scouting and all that and position themselves with the squad for the next four to five years, another cycle with, with these players. 
to make Champions League finals and win them. I sh- if Bayern Munich do the right thing, I firmly, firmly believe within the next three to four years, we will win or end up in a Champions League final. That is for sure. I totally believe that. But you got to get rid of players that are deadwood. You got to get rid of players that are not playing. We can't keep this, oh, you know, this player has been really nice to us and they have this somewhat emotional bond to them. No, fuck that. You ain't my dad. You ain't my mother. You're a football player. I love you. I hate you. Whatever it is, you're my opponent. You're my enemy. You're my teammate. You're my, um, you know, you're a player that plays for my team. Whatever the case be, whatever relationship you have. But you should never say, oh, well, he's been with us. And he, you know, he took a pay cut or he did this. Yes, I agree. Sometimes there has an emotional bond. Those players are called academy players or players that are with you for, you know, a long time. Sergio Ramos is not an academy player for Real Madrid, but he's been there, I think, for 15 years. You don't you can't just sell him whenever, for example, or let him go during his like end of his prime or during his prime. Yeah, Sergio Ramos is, you know, coming to the latter stages of his career, but I, I wouldn't blame them for, you know, getting rid of him but that's a huge component of your team you know that's a that's a guy that basically won you four champions league titles so Bayern Munich will get through this every team will most likely get through this they'll all come together but as far as Bayern they gotta they gotta make it work you know we already got Nubel and Fiend coming back or coming in I think for sure um, they will buy a right-sided, this is what I think, a right-sided winger or an attacker, whether it's Hivers or Sané. I think it will be only one of them. Initially, before this whole thing started, I said to myself, look, there's three players and they're going to pick two out of those three. It's going to be Werner, Sané, and Hivers. They're going to pick two out of the three. Now I'm thinking Werner is not a thing. Um, He's been twerking for Liverpool more than a person, uh, more than a female twerks for, uh, you know, uh, a rich man. Um, not all women. I love women. Um, but you got to understand. You know, Javi and Botang, they're nearing, you know, they've been part of the treble, but they got to go. Ulrich, you've got to go. Nubel's the number two. Toliso, we got to create some funds and you've just... You've had one good season and then it was just two bad ones. You've got to go. Coutinho, you're not getting um, bought. Perisic, I would understand buying him for roughly 10 to 15. But if you can make do, and he's a great backup. He's a great, you know, bench player, squad player. He's great at that. The only problem is, can you buy a young player that can develop for 10 to 15 million? Can you can you get that? Can you get another Davies? Not in a sense like a generation or a really good young player. No, can you get a winger, a left-sided winger for 10 to 15 that's young, that is willing to accept a role that will grow possibly in the future? Can you accept that? If you can find that, get him. If not, I would understand the Perisic, uh, Perisic deal. But you have to understand, if you do a Perisic deal, then we're going to get a chance in maybe in the future to get hybrids. Then maybe then you would have to sell Coleman. But that's another, that's another, 
it's another topic. Botan going, you would probably need a center back. You know, Sula coming off ACL. Uh, Lucas Hernandez is injury prone. Is Alaba leaving? You would definitely need a center back. Because if even if you don't buy a center back and Alaba does stay and you only let go of Botang and Sula comes back in, you're still in the same predicament. You're still in the same situation. If one if one center back gets injured, it's done. It's done. So I don't know what they're going to do. I just need to know they're going to have to buy a defender. A right back, it's like buying... I feel like Pavard is not the greatest right back and not the worst right back. I think he's a solid like 7 to 8 out of 10. Sometimes he's a 9 out of 10. Sometimes he could be a 6 out of 10. But he's solid. He brings stability. He brings lots of things and he brings lots of other things that he doesn't bring. You know, there's it's a it's a trade-off, but he's better than many people say. Um so bringing a right back will my I mean you will need it just in case he gets he doesn't he gets injured but he's been playing every game uh, mostly every game so there's this dependability about him that's great it's like a Kimmich um so you do have to bring a right back but again how much do you spend for him so there's going to be a lots of questions and lots of issues that Bayern Munich and this is not just Bayern Munich you know if you think Bayern Munich are in a shitty situation God Almighty you should see what other top clubs are going through right now. So, at the end of the day, this coronavirus is affecting everybody. This coronavirus is affecting everybody both financially, both morally, spiritually, everywhere. Time, anything you could think of, it's affecting everybody. I'm sitting at home. You're sitting at home. I hope you're sitting at home. Stay at home, wash your hands, for fuck's sakes. So, on that, I don't know. It's going to affect everybody. So, biomedic have to be ruthless. Even in these times, in these desperate times, you got to have some ruthlessness in you to be successful. Because if someone's not youth, they might, they might end up like AC Milan. And AC Milan might end up like Leeds United. And Leeds United might end up like Sunderland. Do you want that? Or do you want to be ruthless? I'd rather be ruthless 10 out of 10 times every day, every time. So on that, guys, I know I've been um, off... But uh, I've been taking care of many things, both, you know, um, mentally. I think uh, taking care of yourself is great. Uh, uh, before, I was just going crazy and staying up till possibly 3, 4 a.m. in the morning and waking up the following, uh, no, well, not the following day, because if you sleep 3 to 4, you're waking up the same day. But I would wake up possibly a few hours later, possibly five hours later and start my day again. And I would only take one day break of the whole week and just sleep in and relax. And that was not enough. And I had to take care of myself. I had a lot of recordings done, and which I didn't publish. And a part of me also doesn't want to just publish stuff. I also want to do a good job. I also want to put my whole thought into it and my research. And it's not, it's not quantity that I care about. It's quality. Um, but I will be doing more podcasts when deemed necessary for my time it's not the number thing number one thing that i have to do it's not even the number two thing but it will be in the back of my mind now that i'm slowly getting a hang of myself and my you know being at ease with myself as far as you know everything is good and, and i feel good and i'm taking care of all the important things so that's important guys take care of yourself before you take care of anybody else and on that, um, I want you guys to let me know if you guys do listen to this and you can hit my Twitter up or um, 
yeah, just hit the Twitter up and let me know what you guys think about, you know, all this coronavirus stuff. And, you know, you think all the games are going to be played? I don't know. But let me know. Um, it's been a good, good, uh, I don't know, half an hour or so. But we'll be up soon again with another episode. So take care, guys, and stay safe, stay inside, and wash your hands.